so there are a few things that I, I just don't, I'm not a fan of. And um, one is, <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say this. I mean, we're in church. I can confess. Um, <laughs> confession is good for the soul. Um, I don't like physical activity. <laughs> I think we've talked about this before in Jesus' name, right? We've, we've talked about this before. Um, I, I'd rather be in a bookstore reading a book and uh, just, just hanging out. Um, so uh, particularly, I don't like moving. And then so a lot of ungratefulness is about to come out, even though like, I'm extremely grateful for how God has redeemed our entire situation. But, you know, we're human and we battle. And, uh, you know, God's like, they're never satisfied. And so um, and you're right, Lord. Um, and so, yeah, we were moving back home, and this was a couple Thursdays ago, and it was like 25 degrees outside. I mean, it was cold. And so we, uh, we, we have this, this huge antique uh, bed frame. Uh, my wife likes to get these amazing uh, <laughs> antique stuff. And, but once she gets it, you really appreciate it. You know, she cleans it up, organizes it. It's great. Um, but... When you got to go and get it and rent a U-Haul and go to the place and you're the only guy there, you're like, where's my team? Because I'm like, this is all I got. And you see this, armoire, what is it, armoire? Is that what they call them? I don't even know what these things are called that I go and pick up. But it's like nine feet tall. And I'm like, I, I don't even know how to work with tools. But anyway, so y'all ever seen that, uh, that, uh, that meme with the guy who uh, the, this team is loading stuff on a truck? And, and he's, like, helping him, but he's not. He's, like, kind of there just kind of encouraging him. Like, that's me. Like, I'm like, yeah, okay. I got you. I got you. Come um, totally not even starting this message yet. Um, so, anyway, no, we, uh, we, we got the, the main floor deck outside, and then we have uh, our room, second floor deck. And so we got this huge frame that we have to uh, kind of harness over. And it's just me. You know what I mean? Like, um. It's just me. I got to go. No, I have a whole team with me. And so Chris is down there. They tie it. Lance, uh, Chow, Francie. um, uh, uh, If I'm missing you, I still love you. Chris, Chow, Francie. That's it, right? Yeah, all right. And um, and can we put the picture up? I I think they got it prepared. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm dying. (laughs) I have a lot of confidence in in this. You see that? And Chris is like, you got it, Pastor. I'm like, heck no, bro. Get up here. Lance isn't even paying attention to me. He's, and my wife is just warm and she's smiling, and this isn't fun. And it's Francie who's taking the picture, but he has all the muscles, right? It's like, this should be reverse. I told you you'd like me without the mic, right? So, um, you're like, on three, pull. I'm like, where's the help? And so, um, we, we pull and, and praise the Lord. But you don't, see, you, you don't see this guy. He's like, yeah, I'm waiting on you, boy. I'm waiting on you, big fella. And so we, we get those things over, and I'm just thinking, like, I, I couldn't have made this move without these guys. You know, they made it so much easier and enjoyable and doable. And I, I just kind of I was connecting the dots last night as I was preparing for the intro. Um, and just saying, like, the reason they're here helping me is because at a certain point, and not just at a certain point, but throughout the past five to six years, or if not more, Chris, seven or eight, 
I've invested into their lives. I have cried with them. I have celebrated with them. I've been there at their conception announcement, the birth of their children, um, hospital visits, when their parents didn't understand what they were, why they were moving and planning a church and why would they do it and not get paid for it. I was there for all of that, being a friend, pastoring, shepherding. And um, now they're here saying, Pastor, we're not leaving, you know, until the job is done. And how that investment has now turned around and now they're blessing my life in in, in ways that I couldn't imagine. And simply put, as we dive into this idea of be nice, we need to start with this thought is number one is that God, go ahead and write this down. God does great things for us through others. God does great things for you through others. That's how he moves. Um, There are some supernatural things he's going to do that people can't do, like uh, heal you if he doesn't choose to do it through, you know, other means, but or provide. But mostly when you read the scripture, we see God does great things for us through people. Someone say people. people. And so with that, I started to think about the value of people. The value of human beings. And I think we live in a time right now where we're tempted to devalue others. Would we agree? Yeah. We're tempted to just kind of be uh, transactional in our um, interactions, kind of be surface, not look people in the eye, not respect people. But that ain't really going to work. If you're going to have a life filled with joy and a life of peace and a life of strength. So I want to talk about the value of people. And here are a few just thoughts that popped up for me. Is that number one, if you're taking notes, um, people were created in God's image. So just from the start, there's a need to give people your honor and your respect. There's a need to give people weight in your life, no matter who they are, no matter their race, their socioeconomic status, no matter their tax bracket, no matter their political persuasion. It does not matter. Our call as Christians is to honor people and respect people. And so, but the old adage is, is that you got to earn my respect. You don't see that anywhere in scripture. That is a human construct that people have to earn your respect. When I come to Christ, I give respect and I give honor, no matter who and how they are. Um, the value of people. People have the ability to support you. People have the ability to protect you. Um, God gives people the power and sometimes the authority to promote you. People. Someone say people. Because the problem is, is that we try to skip people. And just get around to God. But God works through people. Right? I mean, ask the children of Israel. Ask, you know, ask the disciples. Christ was a person. You know, had to go through Moses. Had to go through Aaron. Had to go through Joshua. Had to go through David. If you're a mighty man, you're a mighty man. But you, you, you got someone over you. Right? Is that okay? Um, people provide for you. Someone has to cut your check. People Connect you to other people. So this is the idea of, man, that person left a great impression on me. I'm going to go and tell someone else about them. 
And so God will use people as keys to unlock, un- unlock doors that you can't unlock by yourself. People. So, you're, you're, oh, man, like impressions are so important. Impressions are so important. I love uh, when we uh, travel either to different cities or even around locally, we'll, we'll run into people. We were just at a restaurant not too long ago. Um, I think it was um, Gaithersburg. It was for Chris's birthday. And uh, we had a waiter. Uh, uh, I forget the restaurant. Uh, Gaithersburg, right there by uh, Firebirds. Firebirds, yes. And the waiter was just like, oh, she, big, big group. But she was just like, oh, my God, you guys are so nice. I've never waited on a group or on a table like you before. I love hearing that stuff because I don't know who she's going to be in the future. We don't know who she's going to want to connect us to in the future. People guide you. But if you're not pleasant, if you're not humble, I don't want to invest in you. I I know that for a fact as a leader. Like, I I don't want anything to do with you. I I remember um, in 2019, um, we got an email in June. And we were invited because I have been saying, kind of, I haven't backed off this intentionally. Um, I just haven't been communicating it as much. And so the vision is the vision. But when we first started the church all the way through 2019, I I used to always tell the church that I believe that one day God is going to use us to be in the White House to, um, you know, to, to, uh, to encourage and to, uh, to inform policy and to be a spiritual covering to, you know, senators, congressmen, and the president and the cabinets. Like, and I was waiting until I was like 40 or 50, right? And so the church is like two and a half years old. And I didn't know that God was about to just give me a, a taste of it, right, that soon. We hadn't done anything. We were young. We were still small, probably had about 80 people or so consistently coming to the church. But we get an email and we get an invite to the White House for a White House briefing in June of 2029. But, but, but the connection was that, that we had, a, uh, we had a, a, a family that we had ministered to and that we loved on earlier in 2019 that was going through hard times. They had a connection that had a connection to the White House. And so through word of mouth and how we loved on and treated them, we were able to see just a bit of our dream and a bit of our vision unfold in the very early years because of how we valued and treated people. Someone say people. And so this, this leads us to our next big thought. Write this down. I want, you, I want to encourage you that every interaction matters. Every interaction matters. I really, I really want you to begin to open your heart to... To your interactions, when you, when you go to the coffee shop, you know, how are you, how are you treating people? That, that cashier, we always talk about cashiers. I think the Uber driver, your next Uber driver, yes. spark some conversation, lean into them a little bit. You don't got to get too deep, but lean into them. It matters. Um, your manager, your, your supervisor, lean into them emotionally. From time to time, ask them, how are their kids? How, how's your parents? How, how's life going? Lean into them a little bit. Your customers, lean into them a little bit. Because why? Every interaction matters. And um, so today I want to give you three ways to grow in kindness. Three ways to grow in kindness. Um, kindness is a, is a, if you're taking notes, kindness is a fruit 
or a result of the Holy Spirit working through your life. And the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. And so as you grow in your faith, the goal is to become more like Christ, right? And, and so one of the results of that is kindness. Someone say kindness, kindness. or goodness or, or being nice. And so three ways. The first way to grow in kindness, because I truly believe that uh, this is the key to, to you moving up in life. Um, because like I said, we can do a lot. We can try a lot. We can study a lot. We can work hard. And we're going to get places but you, you know the old adage, it's not what you know, it's who you know. That's right. That's right. And, and, and I'll just tell you uh, from personal experience, I'm sure you have a lot of them too. Like you've been in places that you shouldn't have been, you don't deserve to be. And, and if, you could, if you could be honest with me, there is always not just God, but there's a person attached to every, every time you, you leveled up or every time you move forward or every time you progress. There is a person who was the bridge to getting you on. So kindness is important um, because God is always going to use people. And part of the reason he uses people is to keep us humble. All right. So the first way to grow in kindness is number one, we need to be self-aware, self-aware. <laughs> um, I remember a couple year, years back we were, uh, and the other thing about the headset is you get a lot more stories. So I think, yeah. Um, Storytelling mode. And so he did it, right? Um, so, yeah, I remember uh, a couple years back, we were living in Rockville. And so uh, Giant was right around the corner, maybe three or four minutes around the corner. But once again, it was cold. It's always cold around here. Jesus. <laughs> I always got a story when it's cold. Oh, my goodness. Um, and so it was cold. And so um, I had to go pick up a few things, a few things. It was a quick trip. Had on pajamas. And so I got ready. I went to the bathroom, put on some some nice sweats and nice sweatsuits, some nice boots, put on some deodorant, brushed my hair, and I sprayed some cologne. And I'm about to leave, and my wife's like, where are you going? I'm like, babe, we, we good. Like, I'm yours. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to the store, bro. You know what I mean? But... I told her, I said, the reason I do this, and it wasn't jeans and boots and this. It was nice sweats. And I was yeah. just, you know, you never know who you're going to run into. Right. That's true. That's true. Let's go. And I just think you, you should always kind of be on your A game. Yes, and what I was doing is I was practicing self-awareness. Um, because I've come to discover that who I am, and this isn't going to pop up, but write this down. Who I am is more important than where I am in life. Who, who, who I am in terms of kindness and being good, being self-aware, who I am every day, examining myself, my heart, my mind, is way more important than the circumstance I'm currently in. And... You know, as much as I want to walk with you all every day, every moment, and say, you need to watch that and pastor you through, like, every second of your life, the Holy Spirit doesn't even do that. We have to be a little bit more self-aware of our thoughts. You know, our, you know we, we got we to gotta practice some self 
awareness. I love John Maxwell. He says this. He says that self-awareness is the ability, here it is, to recognize and understand your moods, your emotions, your drives. This is key. As well as their effect on others. And I think a lot of us, we... We do, we do pretty good with this first part, but we don't always do well with this. We do good at recognizing our moods and emotions and our drives, but we don't understand them. And for sure, we struggle with how they affect others. And, and I believe the, the Holy Spirit is calling us to, to examine ourselves every single morning. And to lean into that. As a matter of fact, Lamentations 340 says this. Uh, the prophet says, let us examine our ways. Someone say examine. examine. And test them. And let us return to the Lord. Let, let, let us. Let, and, and how can I practically build this up? The way I do it, and I won't say I do it any amount of times, but at least twice a month. Is because I'm interested in growing. Anyone want to show of hands? You want to grow? You want to mature in life? The way you, a practical way you can examine yourself is literally stand in the mirror at least twice a month and ask yourself, am I growing in goodness? Am I, am I watching the words that are coming out of my mouth? Or are they just flying like the days before I knew Christ? Right? Am I guarding my eyes more than how I used to? Right? right? Because all of it's progression, all of it's a journey. Right. But but the Bible, the Word of God says says, let us ex- be pull that pull that up. Uh, 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 be be self aware. Do we have the verse? Let us examine. Yeah, let us examine our ways and test them. So so God's saying you got to examine your ways. Right. Right. The Holy Spirit, and I'll tell you how the Holy Spirit speaks. He speaks uh, gently and in short sentences. He speaks just like this. He'll say, son, daughter, examine yourself. Wow, come on. Was that response necessary? Mm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, he'll say, I know you felt that emotion, mm-hmm. but you didn't have to allow it to be your Lord yeah. in that moment. See, feelings are an indicator that something's, something's off, but they shouldn't be Christ. They should be indicators that I need to rest, I need to speak to someone, I need to get some help, but not, when I get to the office, they're all going to, no, 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 be, be, self, be self-aware. So, so, so here are a few things if you want to write these notes down. Um, do I recognize my mood? Be self-aware. Do I recognize and understand my emotions, how I feel? Like uh, the three days it was just raining, I just I wasn't feeling it. So what I did was I created distance between my wife and my kids and I because I'm not feeling it today. It's an indicator because if I'm not feeling it and you hit the right chord, I'm going to blah. So I examined myself and I had food poisoning, y'all. It was hell the past four or five days. 
But I created a distance. And when I had energy and positive moments, that's when I would engage my family. When I didn't, I went back to bed. Self-awareness. And if you're going to be a kind person, you, need, you, you can't be messy. Someone say, I can't be messy. I can't be messy. I can't be messy. Someone say, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I, 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 can't, I can't be messy. The, the, the second way to grow in kindness is to, number two, let love in. Let love in. Let love in. I, I, I don't know if this is good theology. And theology means the study of God or understanding God. Um, but I was, I was taught scripture, but one way that uh, uh, they, they summed it up to me was um, when, when you die, um, to me, I saw it as a scoreboard that God was up in heaven and he was jotting down all the good. Maybe you were taught this way too. He was jotting down all the good. He was jotting down all the bad. And when you die and you come before God, like if the bad was more than the good, you're going to hell. Someone say bad theology. Bad theology. That's a works-based theology. I can't wait to go through books like Colossians and Galatians with you. One summer we'll do it. All right. Then if the good outweigh the bad, you go to heaven. Someone say bad theology. No, it, it, really, it really, you're, it doesn't matter. So it, it led me to believe that God loved me based on what I did and did not do. And that's not biblical. Um, and the problem with that was that I was finding myself trying to do right all the time. But the more you live, it's like, man, but I just did bad three times to that one. I opened the door for the old lady. I won't call her old in her face. That's disrespectful. I opened the door for her, but I just did this, this, and this, and this. And if I do enough of this and you add up the days of one or two good things and five or six bad things, that's just not, that's not good. And, and so in life, even Christians struggle with this. You, you kind of carry the shame when you do wrong. And it's like, I went to church, but I don't know if that cleaned up all the bad from the week. And, 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 and that's just un, unhealthy. Now, I'll, I'll show you why. Because it says here in Romans 3.23, watch this. It says, all of us have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. All of us. Someone say all. We're all sinners. You can't act right enough. You can't highlight the city enough. You can't give enough tithe. And I'm surprised I'm saying this. Enough offering. You just can't. We've all sinned and fallen short of God's glorious standard. We don't have the verse, but the Bible actually also says that for the wages of sin is death. Yeah, that's right. yeah. and, and one sin, because God is a righteous God, one sin is enough to take us to hell. So that's just bad theology. But, someone say but. but. This is the good news. Romans 5, 8 says this. It says, but God showed how much he loved us. Yeah. By having Christ die for us, even though we were sinful. Can we put our hands together for this? This is good news. This is good news. And, and so the Bible says that he separates our sin as far as the east is from the west. And he throws it into the sea of forgetfulness. So because Christ did what he did on the cross, God is literally forgotten what you did yesterday. Because he chooses to. And he, he's good enough to forgive present sin and future sin 
as well. And, 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 and so th- this is how much God loved you. And uh, I explained this a few months back, but I just love this analogy. I'll explain this in the form of a question about how much God loves you. Would you exchange or give the life of the person you love the most so that the rest of the world could have a chance to live forever? Would you give? Think about, think about those people or that individual, the people you love the most. Would you give them an exchange so that the rest of the world would have an opportunity? And it's not that everyone's going to take it but so that they would have an opportunity to live forever. And I'll answer your question for you. No. But that's what the father did. He gave the person he loved the most. He gave his son so that you and I would have the opportunity to live forever. Why? Because he created us, watch this, to have a a loving relationship with us. He, he, there's no amount of wrong. There's no negative thought, no dark thought, no dark motive that can separate us from the love of God, which is found in Christ Jesus. The problem is, is this for unbelievers and believers, we have a problem letting God's love in. And when we have a problem letting God's love in, it's hard for us to love others. And this is something that you have to do daily. You got to open your heart and open your mind to the fact that God is in love with you. And he adores. Let me illustrate this. Chris, come on out real quick. Let me let me illustrate this. Uh, Chris is going to help us out. And um, Pastor Chow, come up, please. So you'll stand right here. All right. Um, so here's the deal. I didn't practice this, so bear with me. All right. He has something that he's going to offer me. So he represents God, and he's going to offer me something. He actually needs it from God. But God is going to choose to use me to bless him. But watch me. Watch this struggle of accepting, right? So God, what are you offering me? It's $6,000. $6,000. Gotcha. And may I add, so we don't get robbed. Y'all awake? All right. Don't zoom in. You'll mess up the whole deal. This says... For motion picture copy money. (laughs) Put your hands together for that, please. Not trying to get killed after church. God has a lot of promises over my life. All right. And maybe you saw me hand it to Chris during worship. You're like, what is going on in this church? (laughs) Fake money. All right. Sorry, God. All right. Cool. Oh, how much is that, God? Six thousand real dollars. Okay, <laughs> I'm fine. Okay, offer it to me again. Six thousand dollars. I'm I'm good. Wow, wow. Six thousand. No, I'm 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 good. Really, I can just I'll make it. I'm fine. Wow, wow. 
Now you ask me for five grand, or you need it, however you choose to do it. Go for it. What's up, buddy? Hey, Pastor. Hey. Can I call you Pastor? Sure. Friend, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just in need right now, and I just wondering if you could pull through. My wife and I were looking for about five grand to pay our mortgage. Mm. Um, you know I love you. And if I had it, it'd be yours. Mm-hmm. But I, I just don't, I don't, I don't have it. Um, let me try to work some things out, and um, I'll keep tabs on you. Okay, I'm praying for you. Wow. <laughs> wow. This, is the, this is the deal about letting love in. Is... What I don't receive, God has given it every day, every morning to you. But what I don't receive from God, I cannot give to others. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. What I don't receive, if I don't receive goodness and kindness and blessing from God, I can't be a conduit of it. So you, you, you gotta, you gotta let love in. Someone say, let love in. Let love in. And the third one, Jason, come on, close me out. Is you just gotta choose the number three. Be different. Mm, yeah. Be different. Be different. Um, has to be a choice. Be self-aware. Let love in. For some of you, if you're gonna grow in kindness, and the Bible says that Jesus grew. And wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. I love that the Bible puts that in there that Jesus himself grew in favor with his father and with man. That lets me know that it's important that we grow in favor with man. And for some of you today, in about three or four minutes, your next step is to just simply let love in and give Christ your heart. So you can start the the process of healing and uh, becoming kind. But I want you to choose to be different. Um, Paul said it like this some almost 2,000 years ago, and he, he hit it right on the mark. Paul was writing this to Timothy. Watch this. He said, you should know this. That in the last days, all right, so let me explain this real quick. When Christ resurrected, we entered the last days. So we're still in the last days. He was speaking almost 2,000 years ago. This is crazy how succinct the Apostle Paul is. He said, there will be very difficult times. Will we agree? All right, next verse. For people will love only themselves and their money. They'll be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They'll consider nothing sacred. Verse 3. They'll be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They'll be cruel and hate what is good. Next verse. They'll betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure 
rather than God. Will we agree that that's where we are right now? The show of hands, let's agree to it. Lovers of money, disobedient to parents, cruel, short. Um, the Bible even teaches that the love of most will grow cold in the last days. Let me propose this to you. How about you be different? How about your next interaction is one where you come in and you say, I'm going to add value to this barista today. Because I claim the name of Jesus. Y'all remember those bands, WWJD? What would Jesus do? Everywhere you go and everywhere you step, because you claim the name of Jesus, have an investment mentality, not a consumer mentality. Be different. Be different. Tip a little more because you claim the name of Christ. Compliment well because you claim the name of, well, Pastor, that ain't my personality. That's not my culture. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You don't serve your culture. You don't serve your personality. You don't serve your political persuasion. You don't serve your skin color. Christ is Lord. Be different. Be different. Take the tab. I was on the highway the other day and it just felt good. Y'all are so aggressive on the highway. I'm studying. Be nice is just in me. I'm like, you can have the lane. He put on his signal. I flashed him. He came over and he, he waved. You know that wave you get. It, just, it, just, it felt so good to know like I was going to be late about five seconds. And I, I kept my peace. We, we let our peace go through stupid stuff. They cut me off. No, they didn't. They were already in front. You just sped up. Be different. Let's change the world. Were you blessed by this word today? Let's put our hands together. Hallelujah.